0: But then, Vanessa, what the fuck? You stalker. Like, you <laughs> fucking... to the back door, the door back Yeah, open. you fucking creeper. <laughs> like, what are you... Oh, yeah, I'm just going to peek back in to see what they're doing. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Vanessa. Yeah.
1: Not, not good for Vanessa. Yeah,
0: bad look for Vanessa.
1: Upper East Sliders and all you scandal loving listeners out there, you just tuned into the non judging breakfast pod where the coffee is hot, the waffles are fresh, and the gossip is hotter than ever. My name is Leaf and I'm your seasoned
0: Gossip Girl veteran. And I'm Steve and I'm exploring the glitz and glamour of the Upper East Side for the very first time. I'm your newbie, your greenhorn, your I don't know, Leaf, what do you call the new kid on the block in Gossip Girl terms?
1: I think they would label you as a project. You know, the girls that have a potential to be a Blairite.
0: Well, then dress me up in an Eleanor Waldorf original and let's get started. Sounds good. So here's the deal, folks. Leaf is a seasoned Gossip Girl veteran watching from when the first show first aired. And I'm watching for the very first time. And together, we're your dynamic duo dissecting all the drama, dirt, and sometimes questionable fashion choices of this iconic 2007 TV show.
1: That's right. Each week, we're going to break down all the schemes, secret hookups, and couture catastrophes. And trust me, there are plenty of them.
0: And because we are all about inclusivity here at the Non-Judging Breakfast Pod, there is always room for you at the Non-Judging Breakfast table. Whether you are a newbie like me or a seasoned veteran like Leaf, go ahead and grab your coffee, a mimosa, or... Some of Nathan Chuck's special medicine if it's that type of morning, and let's dive into it.
1: All right, today we're going to be talking about season one, episode seven, Vitor or Victor Vitrola. Uh, the original air date was November seventh, two thousand seven. Uh, do you uh, get the reference?
0: I the the reference Victor Victoria. Um, I've never actually seen the movie, um, but I'm aware of it um uh i i know that there's something to do with i believe like burlesque drag show something like that
1: yes yeah, so i actually just watched this for the first time last night uh and it was came out in 82 but it was set in 34 and it definitely felt like it was set in 1934 <laughs> um which you know I, I, on one hand, it's, it's, it's some aspects were somewhat progressive. Uh, there were several openly gay characters, including the third build, Robert Preston, who was you know, openly gay. Um, but the so the, the main character, played by Julie Andrews, is a woman soprano. She's English, but she is in Paris and she can't find work as a woman. But apparently, in the 30s, like they it was, a, I guess, the equivalent of a drag show, but. Uh, woman impersonators—they called them. Oh, okay. Were pop, we're the we're the pop all the rage. So, this guy, you know, uh, Robert Preston's character Toddy, sees Julie Andrews, uh, who's Victoria, uh, you know, ad- ad- failing at an ad- audition because you know she's just you know she's she's professionally trained opera singer, but apparently that's not what they what they want in Paris. Right, right. But he gets the idea. Well, well, because he, he later sees her like at a restaurant, like planning to dine in ditch because she's she's super poor and can't afford she's can't afford right she actually it's actually really fun like the movie is really funny because it's got that old style comedy like she brings a cockroach in her purse because she's gonna put it in her salad at the end of the meal right
0: yeah (laughs) so she (laughs) can get out of paying (laughs) yeah which yeah that is such a that classic trope which you also kind of reflect back to that 1930s type of trope even though it was a you know
1: yes. so the second the second lead the male lead is uh, James Gardner
0: and it,
1: it, it so she she she's a woman pretending to be a man impersonating a woman say like singing and yeah. in, in cabaret right yeah and James Gardner is like this you know gangster businessman type and he starts falling in love with her and is questioning his sexuality a little bit but he 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 thinks from the beginning that there's no way that that's that's actually a man, right? Yeah. yeah. And when they do finally kiss, like he says, like it, it doesn't matter if you're a man. But we, as the audience, saw earlier in the movie, you know, spoilers, you know, obviously for this movie if you've never seen it. But he he sees her in the bathroom because he's spying on her in the bathroom, and he. So he he actually knows that she is a woman, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> so they could have been progressive and say like you know, okay, he's gonna fall in love with this person. Who cares what, what you know what gender? Yeah. she is. Yeah. Know? But you know, that's yeah. not really what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, well, uh, and 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 uh, you know, at that time, probably wouldn't have been able. You know that they they probably wouldn't have been able to get away with that in the seventies. At that point, what well, came out in 82? Oh, 82. Well, early well, which, 80s. It's
1: definitely, you know, David Bowie area. Yeah. Yeah. You're um, right. But still, so he, like, he, his character actually does get, like, beat up by his gangster business partners because he does start, like, dating her. Like, he dates her while he, she's still performing as a man. Yeah. And, like, he, he's, like, really conflicted about that. But, you know, he's still yeah. he still wants to, you know, fuck this hot woman.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's that tracks
1: <laughs> so there there is some you know overlap there's definitely the, the cabaret aspect in this episode yeah and, yeah you know, and there you, know, you do see the one you know cross dresser there the drag yeah scene.
0: yeah there is and 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 you know just that burlesque you know the burlesque show yeah. atmosphere mm-hmm. too yeah mm-hmm.
1: so the IMD. Episode description for this episode is Serena and Dan finally acknowledge they are crazy about each other. Jenny discovers a secret about her parents, and Blair is once again devastated by Nate's actions.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot, and and, and it's funny that that doesn't mention anything about the title, uh, the title plotline. Nah, it doesn't even mention. The, the the Chuck story arc.
1: But that that's pretty typical for the episode descriptions. That those these are the, the episode descriptions that came out from CW like before the episode came out.
0: Yeah. On. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and then we got uh, it was directed by Tony Warmby, uh, who's done 10 episodes of the OC, seven episodes of Gossip Girl, Supernatural Bones, 90210 reboot. Uh, crossing Jordan and the X Files, um, uh, but like really for the last like ten years he's d- done strictly, NCI NCIS and their various spinoffs, uh. So he's done eighty nine episodes directed, of so yeah. He's, he, I'm sure he's making good money. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, <laughs> good for uh, him. Network TV. I mean, if you you never refuse a network TV job. Yeah. I I remember when Kiefer Sutherland took twenty four. And I remember thinking, "Wow, why is why is he taking this big step from being this Hollywood movie star? Why mm-hmm. is he going to TV?" And I then I saw an interview, and he's like, "A steady paycheck for like twenty four weeks, yeah, like no but, doubt.
1: Plus, if you if you can get a show to hundred episodes, you're basically set for life, yeah,
0: because you're gonna get residuals forever, yeah. Which is some you know something I didn't realize when I was, yeah. you know, twenty some years old."
1: Episode written by K.J. Steinberg, which uh, I think is a woman. Um, okay. uh, four ep- she did four episodes of Gossip Girl, nine episodes of This Is Us, and some various other small things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nothing too special. Um, you anyway, guys, anything else about that?
0: Uh, um, I wanted to... Uh, not about that. Um, I'll wait until you move on into other stuff i have a note in here (laughs) for when we move on to other things we have another entry into the number nine uh well go ahead i mean
1: next thing is going right into the episode
0: oh okay so we do have um tommy eaton four from tiktok and tommy eaton is actually also a friend of mine that i used to teach with out in california but he had brought up um the band the execs and i never heard of these guys. And I look them up, and they have like a few million listens on uh, on Spotify. Like they were around in the nineties, and I just completely missed these guys. I played the first couple of their, uh, I played the first couple of their singles that showed up. Nothing that I ever heard at all. I feel like timeline switched somewhere, I or will. they're just that forgotten.
1: Yeah, I have to check them out. I've never heard of them either.
0: Yeah, yeah. Never heard of them.
1: Well, keep it coming, Tommy.
0: Yeah. Keep it keep it coming.
1: Let's go ahead and get into the episode. We open Have you heard Upper East Siders? Burlesque is all the rage again, and sometimes a little raging is exactly what you need. Gossip Girl monologues as the episode opens with a grainy film shot of a burlesque show. The letterbox pull letterbox pulls out and Blair is performing a strip tease on the stage as Chuck sits in the audience entranced
0: wait that's Blair
1: and as always Chuck is aiming to be ahead of the curves but let's not get ahead of ourselves
0: <laughs> yeah so and we don't realize it's Blair at the time I mean like we know it's Blair it, you can't watch that and not know it's yeah. Blair um, but that is the, that setup is so great because like who is that girl I have no idea yeah. you know like mm-hmm. it, it just it really worked.
1: Yeah, we we do flash back to the same club two days earlier as Chuck is with Blair explaining his plans to open a nightclub called Vitrola. What do we think of the use of a medius Ra- razier?
0: Well, um, for for one, I want to go back to that opening that opening scene where they're dancing, and you get that shot of Chuck with that beautiful vitrola right in the center of it too. Mm -hmm. Like that it it's eye catching and it just brings that, like that uh, the episode title and the, and the title of the club, everything just, you know, kind of comes together already in those first moments when you see that, um, it's such a beautiful piece there too. Yeah. Um,
1: media's rise.
0: Any, any thoughts of the, the use? Um, I, I'm unfamiliar with the term media is wrong. Uh, so, I, so it's
1: the concept of starting the story like in the middle. Like, oh, the, the most famous example is probably Hamlet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. OK. Oh, yeah. I actually uh, I love it. I, I I, love when we have to kind of I, I think that a huge writing problem that a lot of people have is starting their story too early um and so for me somebody who loves short stories somebody who loves getting right to the point using as little words as possible to tell a story Mm -hmm. i i love what i love when that technique is used
1: yeah so as long as it's not overused
0: right yeah I think Smallville got in the later seasons,
1: got into the habit. Like they use it like a lot in like the last three or four seasons. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and I mean, I wasn't really watching much by then, but they use it a lot. I feel like even in earlier, like like, that there are many of those. Oh, here's the big tease. I think like when he learns to fly, I feel like they do that. And actually learn to fly until the the last, not fly when he learns to jump really fucking high. (laughs) <laughs> that episode where they teased all summer that he was gonna fly and then he just jumped really high anyway huh. I was so mad at that <laughs> but, I,
1: like the first time he really jumped high it was uh, when Lionel and Martha were held hostage at Luther Corp and he he like jumps from the building
0: I there's sometime he jumped there, I think it may even have been a red kryptonite thing. One of the first ones, but he like, when he jumps, it just ripples out from the ground around him and like all oh, so season, you're
1: thinking of the season four premiere. Yes. Um... Because
0: all summer, the whole tagline was look up. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that was not actually Clark per se. So that was, he spent the whole off season summer uh, in like locked in the cave uh, getting
0: reprogrammed by Jorel and uh, yeah it was he, some yeah he, he was he was kal yeah i just yeah that's what it was and i just remember being like you bastards <laughs> no tights no flights and <laughs> but anyway uh back to gossip girl yes <laughs> um
1: um
0: we, we're in this in this scene it is the first time we've seen chuck sympathetic like truly sympathetic, truly nervous. Like talking to Blair, mm-hmm. he's he's eager for Blair's approval. Yes, you know, um, and, and he values her opinion. He does. He and and he sees her as an equal. He always has. He's always treated her as an as someone on his level who can play the game on his level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you can see that. Her approval really means a lot to him, especially because the only person on Earth that can make Chuck nervous is Bart Bass. <laughs> and and he's yeah. got to present this to him. Mm-hmm. Well, and apparently Blair, you know, he is a yeah. little. Uh, he's like that. She's the pre approval. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Like if Blair thinks this is a bad idea, it's probably a bad idea.
1: So we move on to Nate's townhouse. His mom tells him he has gone to, he has to go to rehab and his, a rehab of his choice. (laughs) (laughs) When Anne leaves the room, the captain tells Nate that he will make sure Nate doesn't end up at an institution. Way to go, dad. Yeah, good job. There you
0: go. Way to come through for him. I love that Nate just doesn't, he just sees through all the captain's bullshit. But the captain's also like, you know, I landed the Waldorf account, and you landed the Waldorf. You didn't land shit.
1: The <laughs> yeah. ring landed yeah. the Waldorf account. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. your
1: wife got it.
0: Yeah, yeah, your wife got it with and her with money. One ring to yes. bind them all. <laughs> the Vanderbilt diamond. The Vanderbilt diamond. Yes. <laughs>
1: We shift to Brooklyn, and Jenny is on the phone with Vanessa looking for the bracelet that fell off at the masquerade. Rufus is having an argument with Allison on the phone, and we get Rufus's irritated response to Jenny's question. Yeah, I think I saw that next to the a- a- ambiguous, vague thing by the nondescript place.
0: Yeah, because yeah, you know, telling you that I lost a shiny fucking diamond is really nondescript, because that's so... <laughs> you know in place in this house way, way to take uh your misdirected rage out on your daughter yeah well at least i'm sure he won't do that again <laughs> rufus man i'm not ready to talk about you yet uh, i'm not ready uh, to uh, talk about rufus yet but we'll talk about Rufus. oh boy
1: uh so uh dan and serena are at school uh facing the same problem that has plagued teenagers since the teenagers were a thing Finding a comfortable or at least semi-private place to make out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Join theater. There's always a couch somewhere.
1: (laughs) Well, I I like Dan's uh, comment about the the plague of the Manhattan teenager, no cars.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, So we go on to Jenny arrives at school and is confronted in the hallway by Nate. Nate tries to buy Jenny's silence for the mix-up at the masquerade. They are interrupted by Blair who has a missing bracelet. Blair threatens Jenny to not keep secrets. Talk about getting it from
0: both sides. Um so when 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 Blair sits down. Well, first of all, Nate comes in with some some strong-arm captain tactics. Yeah, that was not a good look for Nate. It was not a good look for Nate. I'm going to give you these chocolates to shut up. <laughs> I bought you some really super fancy chocolates to keep your mouth shut about the way that I fucked up. Mm. And as soon as Blair sat down, it's so funny cuz we we've talked about about Nate the Himbo, right? But like part of that quality is also knowing how to manipulate those situations and the way that he pivots yeah on a dime boom i got you these chocolates i'm so sorry i messed up baby it was like damn you look on jenny's face though yeah she she caught it yeah oh (laughs) because jenny doesn't miss a thing right jenny doesn't miss a beat um and, and so yeah i was i was really disappointed in nate um I, yeah, things were looking. Nate's stock had been plummeting, you know, from the previous couple of weeks. And it looks at this point like it is still in a downfall at this yeah. point in the episode. And well, like, up until last week, uh, last week his stock,
1: so it, it's been plummeting from the beginning. But starting last week and definitely in this week, it's actually been his fault. Like before, it was like just circumstance. Yeah. Like yeah he just had a shitty life
0: yeah it, yeah before it was usually the shit that was going putting the captain up it, it captain related bullshit yeah and the whole being in love with someone that you're not or be, dating being with someone you're not in being, love with yeah all yeah. of those things yeah. yeah
1: but now like for at, at the at the party go like trying to say you love you to serena and now with and this, kissing her yeah, and, kissing, and her. kissing the wrong yeah. person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and then going up to the wrong person, calling her that name again yeah. to say that, you know oh what you did God. and then trying to buy her off with chocolate. Uh, she looks so awkward. That first day when she first came up to that look, <laughs> but at least we know if there's one thing we know about Jenny, she's great at keeping secrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man, we'll get to that scene. That's a great scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, we move on to Act Two. uh Bart and Lily uh, have an intimate moment, interrupted by Chuck, who is coming to his father to present his business plan for the Petrola. They set plans for a meeting. Chuck seems very eager to please his father.
0: Um, couple big things in this scene that that really stood out to me. Uh, the first was. I mean the interaction with Lily was fantastic. And and like I I loved her reaction to Chuck. I loved their interaction. I loved all of that. Um when he, Chuck re- asked, "You're serious about this?" Like well, you can see that there's that thing that there's something triggered in Chuck that it, and you don't quite see is he happy is he upset about this but he does have a visual emotional reaction it's hard to read but he has one mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i mean um another big thing that stood out with oh the other line that i loved in this is when Bart sees him walk in with the folder and he says, what's going on? Are you being arraigned for something? Well, because he's, he's wearing a suit. Yeah, he's wearing a suit and had the binder and yeah. had the binder. He goes, what's going on? Are you being arraigned for something?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, Chuck's a bad boy. Blair and Serena are in the courtyard talking about Dan and Serena's intimacy level. A lot of internalized misogyny in this conversation. Um, is it weird if a guy wants to slow things down?
0: Yeah. And after you had, after you had mentioned that, I saw that in your notes about the internalized misogyny, and it doesn't end there. I mean, there's a lot of that in this episode from Blair, Serena, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I, I feel like the only person who's not, uh, and, and, and the captain's wife, like. Yeah. There's there's a lot of that in this episode, um, uh, uh, starting with this scene, yeah. and, and maybe even other scenes that I wouldn't, at this point, that well, we have I haven't...
1: mean, it's, it's just in all media, pretty much. It, it really <laughs> is. It really is. Um, yes. Uh, da, 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 da. And then, so we get to that scene. Dan is having a dream about being bad at sex, and everyone is judging him. Dan says, sex is meaningful like art and you don't rush art who's art yeah katie responds with an upside down uh scorecard who's art (laughs) which um i think was a good actually bit of writing by the show because it shows dan as an unreliable narrator because we do know that Cady is actually quite smart, but Dan sees her as being an airhead.
0: I want. I was going to bring that exact thing up. I that I really loved that. That like that we know that these two are far smarter than wh- what we than what they have shown anywhere else, and, and that we kind of know, as we've discussed previously, that their involvement in this world and their status as Blair's minions is a vehicle to their own success. Yeah. You know, they, they, they know what they're doing very much. Mm -hmm. And Dan just sees them as these mindless. Minions. Yeah. Minions. And, and it really did that unreliable first person narrator is such an amazing tool. And, and they used it so great in this scene. Um, and they use it a few times in this episode. Like, yeah. I love the dream sequences that we yes.
1: see. Um, and then Dan's dream merges with the real world as he wakes up to the sound of Rufus once again arguing on the phone with his wife. Yep. Now Dan, who knows Alice is, is having an affair, uh, Jenny, Jenny secretly overhears their conversation. That is Dan and Rufus. But when she walks in, neither Humphrey man want to tell her what they were talking about.
0: Yeah. So first of all, Rufus. First of all, you have a fucking cell phone. Go outside. And you do say, oh, Dan, I didn't know you were in there. But check before you go yelling on the phone with your (laughs) with your soon to be ex or whatever with your whatever ship that you have going on. Yes. And then Dan. That was shitty. That is shitty big brothering, Dan Humphrey. Like Jenny knows, she already knows. And now she was just told, now I cannot rely on any of the men in my life who I after being fucking trying manipulated by a fucking man who kissed her against her will (laughs) the week before.
1: So and once again, we end the scene with Taylor Monson just staring daggers into the camera.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Sometimes sometimes it feels like Jenny is honestly the only person who really understands what's going on.
1: All right. And uh, then let's see. Where, I lost my place. Uh, that was 10. That was 10. Yeah. So Nate calls his dad on his way to their meeting, but his father has to cancel for business. Nate looks devastated in case you didn't catch the parallel between Rufus and the captain, both lying to their kids. The narrator points it out for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're all, they're all lying to their kids. And and Rufus, who, whose stock has constantly gone up on mostly on his parenting has now just been a, been fucking shitty, yeah. And, and I'll even He's go. definitely letting
1: his own personal things and affect his per- parenting.
0: Affect his parenting, yes. That's what I where I was going with it. Keeping a secret from your kids that is that secret is you know your mom's banging someone else. Yeah, you keep that secret. You know you don't say to your kids your mom's cheating on me. That's not yours to tell. That's your. That's hers to tell, and. I can even see telling them if you, I could see telling them, but like, it's not the right thing to do now when they know and lying to them. And that's a different thing. It's, it's the lying that's really shitty. And it's also like you said, letting your own personal shit be more important than your parenting. Yeah, And I'm not going to say I'm yeah. innocent. Like I've been a dad for 20 years and I've, fucked up more than I've gotten it right and especially going through a divorce especially definitely tough yeah Yeah. exactly
1: Uh, at the Vitrola Chuck is flirting with one of the dancers when Bart arrives Bart unloads on Chuck as Bart is leaving Chuck spots his father getting into a into the limit with a beautiful young woman that is definitely not Lily
0: definitely not Lily and he's handsy with her yeah. He is handsy with her yes, when yeah. he escorts her into the car. Not it, it, you yeah. know, small on the, back. the thigh it, first, the thigh, then the small of the back, and them flirting moves. Yeah, right. Like, I, I don't, I don't touch women that way that aren't my wife because that is telling them something that 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 is sending an indication I don't want to send. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then we get. At the Waldorf penthouse, Eleanor and Blair are prepping for the Archibald dinner tomorrow. More of the parents are trying
0: to force Nair.
1: Yeah. Which is, the, which is just the fair the yeah.
0: Well, they sure rip the hair off one hair at a time, don't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or I guess Nair burns the hair off, doesn't it? Either way, uh, yeah, they um Blair's excitement when like nate nate's talking about engagement (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) nate is well actually i think she
1: did yeah like she she was excited about it that because she thought he was like serious she thought like she if she thought nate was taking it seriously for real she would like that
0: i i mean eleanor's reaction when she said when Uh, blair is like nate said that She's so excited. She's so lit up. And she even says later on, like, for the first time, I I see that he sees me the same way that I've seen him. She says that to Jenny later, yeah. which we'll get to. But when she says Nate said that, Eleanor's response is like, yeah, <laughs> Nate said it. Yeah, I'm sure that Nate's the one that said it to his parents. I, I think it was just a, like a... It, it was, yeah, that uh, it was very was much that- a, a, a slight sort of nod, like, like,
1: uh, yeah. And then, so the next thing we see Nate, uh, over, he sees his, uh, father buying more drugs.
0: The most privileged drug deal ever. Hey man. <laughs> you want to buy these? <laughs> Like, all they're all discreet in the thing, but then just so, like, right out in the open. So, it was just... <laughs> that's why they go to the st- stairwell.
1: Everything goes in stairwell, yeah.
0: <laughs> but like, it's like an open stairwell, it's not like the emergency escape stairwell, it's like a, the main staircase. Yes. <laughs> oh, the captain,
1: yeah, captain. But I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not really gonna judge him for buying coke. But still. I'm not
0: judging him for buying coke. I'm judging the drug deal for how it went down in a populated area I mean, with no discretion whatsoever.
1: Good for them for being <laughs> uh, being uh, be privileged enough to to buy drugs <laughs> in the open. Good for them. Uh, we should all. I thought this was America. We should,
0: we should enjoy that. All should enjoy that privilege. <laughs> Well, okay, that I can agree. I can agree with to that on some level. Um,
1: back in Brooklyn, uh, Serena and Dan are are have the loft to themselves. Things are getting hot and heavy when Vanessa comes through the window. Dan quickly ushers Vanessa out the door and returns to Serena, but Vanessa can't help sneaking another look. Dan and Serena begin to resume their makeout when Rufus calls in from the kitchen.
0: That he is home. Um. First of all, Dan, you threw the wrong girl again. You threw Serena off the bed. I get maybe you were startled, but you threw her off the bed when Vanessa shows up. Bad look, son. It's a bad look. <laughs> Vanessa, what the
1: fuck? I I can't really. Like you said, I said, th- I think he was mainly just
0: startled there. I- no, yes, I I completely agree. It's just not a good look.
1: Yeah, I, he, he immediately gets up and pu- pushes Vanessa right out the door. Though. Right, right. My my once then he, follow he, up
0: collects his uh his wits. He yeah, yeah. Does he's right he's thing. good. He like like he it's just, you know like I said, not a good look, but he does the right thing. But then Vanessa, what the fuck, you stalker.
1: Like you fucking back
0: the the door. Yeah, you fucking creeper. Like, what are you? Oh yeah, I'm just gonna peek back in to see what they're doing. What the? fuck? Vanessa. Yeah,
1: not not good for
0: Vanessa. Yeah, bad look for Vanessa. And I do like that. Dan is like. The window is now not how you come in here. Yeah. Like, this is not boundaries. How to, yeah. Boundaries. <laughs> you come through the front door now. Let's, let's see. Let's see if uh, Vanessa
1: recognizes those boundaries. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, and then we get at the back of the Waldorf penthouse. Blair tells Jenny about the Archibald diamond. Nate plans to give to her. Jenny is feeling guilty, reveals the masquerade mix up. Blair, tears forming in her eyes, dismisses
0: Jenny for good yes did i miss something what scene is that
1: oh shit we did skip some scenes didn't we yeah i think so okay uh yes uh sorry uh, yeah so so chuck is drunk outside the palace and has a heart-to-heart with lily lily is a good parent to everyone but her biological children
0: yeah (laughs) My note here is Lily giving parenting advice question mark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is a kind of a running theme. Uh,
0: Lily is a great parent to everyone but her biological children. Yeah, and, and yeah, because I said, what does Lily know about being a good parent? And that's and and is this the first time we're seeing this? Because yes, because she yes. is she's sweet to Chuck, and
1: and she was also like decent. She was good with Nate. She was like real friendly with Nate, and she, yeah, and she was kind. She was. She was little sparry with with Dan but I th- I I th- I thought it was kind of cute their their interactions.
0: Yeah, and in fact even even to that degree she did have some level of concern for Dan Dan at yeah. that one in the one episode. Yeah.
1: Um but then uh, so also uh Chuck lets slip about Bart getting into the limo with the other woman.
0: So. Yeah. And man, Chuck, you had every right to do that. Yeah. Dimes that out. Yeah. And, and man, like, your dad hosed you. I I love Chuck in this whole scene. Again, Chuck is sympathetic in this episode. And when he says, like, the line of, he started from nothing, and now he has everything. I started from everything. If the only way to impress him is for me to start from nothing, why doesn't he take it all away? Yes. Like, The Chuck glow-up is definitely in full effect now. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And, and like, you know, I'm not forgetting what happened in episode one. What he what is happening here? This self-awareness is and that moment of like, why not just take it all away? All I want to do is impress him and I can't because I'm already because I'm already rich and I'm already rich because of him. Just take it all away. It was, it was very moving
1: definitely uh they definitely try to make you feel something for Chuck
0: yeah yeah uh,
1: so at Nate's house he confronts his mother about his father's problem but she is in a complete denial um, but did Anne know the captain's coat it was captain's coat from the beginning
0: yeah I mean it, she 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 pulls the ripcord pretty quick you know she it, it's either she already knew she at least suspected. You know, mm-hmm. but was willing to play along as long as everyone else was. Um
1: I think from the later scene it's pretty clear that she did now.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I, I think so too. And and I also feel which is now
1: makes Anne just as bad a parent as the captain, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other thing that really makes Anne just as bad a parent as the captain is the fact that all of the captain's problems are Nate's fault like it's nate's fault he doesn't want to go to dartmouth and that's why the captain's doing coke yeah because she because she makes that leap pretty damn quick
1: yeah you know
0: well you're you know your dad's been going through a lot lately and if you weren't such a pain then maybe he wouldn't be doing coke (laughs) yes
1: um and then so back in the loft uh vanessa comes into dan's room without knocking she, at least she comes in the door, but she doesn't knock and just lies down in bed with him. Uh, they talk about their views on sex. Vanessa, Vanessa slut shames Serena and is overall judgy, but does give Dan some good advice at the end.
0: Yeah, the, Vanessa, man, she. W- I I like once again Dan being like, no, you have to knock when you come in, and again just lays down on the bed. But then the whole thing about slut shaming Serena and like. Yeah, that's you know that's what girls like her are. But me, if it was me, these are the things I would want. It's
1: like In- including she mentions a boarding school professor, which would assumingly be somebody taking advantage of a fifteen-year-old girl.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she was raped basically. Yeah, she she yeah. If she was raped by a a boarding school <laughs> professor, and then she's going to shame her for that too, and. Yeah, just, I, I, nothing about Vanessa in this scene felt <clears throat> anything but ick. Yeah. You know, the whole, like, well, this is what I would want if it were me. Obviously, Serena wouldn't want any of those nice things because she's slept with other people before. Like, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: yeah, ridiculous. So then we get back to that. <laughs> that getting other-
0: rid of Cedric is... Uh, yeah, good advice. Good Cedric advice and, and about and getting
1: rid she- Cedric and the football Cedric. sheets. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, Rufus also mentioned yeah, later. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh,
1: at the Waldorf uh, penthouse, Blair tells Jenny about the Archibald Diamond they plans to give her, and Jenny is feeling guilty and reveals the masquerade mix-up. Blair, tears forming in her eyes, dismisses Jenny for good.
0: You can keep a secret, right? Jenny, Jenny is the worst secret keeper. Both Taylor and Layton killed this scene. They killed it, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: just. I just see Taylor, uh, Jenny's struggling whether to tell her or not. Yeah, and knowing that you know what happened is probably gonna happen, but she knows if Blair finds out on
0: her own, it'd be ten times worse. Blair Blair made it clear I don't like secrets yeah. and then she asked I, I found the can you keep a secret because of Jenny's previous proving track record of she can't you know <laughs> it was Eric <laughs> <laughs> yeah Nate, Nate, Nate
1: isn't aware of that yet though, so. right yeah
0: but um well, well, Blair, because Blair asks Jenny, can you keep a secret in, in yeah. this scene about the ring? Yeah. And then that's when she comes clean. Uh, but what you were saying. About but that's like act- a
1: little that's like, a, a, you know, a little secret. It's going to come out, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And just like-
0: I just I just love that that bit in my at least in my head. Yeah. Anytime anyone asks Jenny to keep a secret, I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. But but in general, the, the rest of that scene, though, you're dead on that that. Taylor Momsen her acting the the conflict that you see tearing through her when and and Blair's reaction and Blair keeping it strong and fighting back the tears like like Leighton Meester uh, the the two of them which I I would argue they're probably the two best actors mm-hmm. on this entire show yeah. so when they have a scene like that It's because they also have such a great power dynamic where Blair always has that power, but Jenny always has something in, in her back pocket. Yeah. You know, it was fantastic. I
1: agree. And that is the end of act two. So we get into act three, a very reserved Blair enters the dinner party.
0: That shot, that opening shot of Blair with the makeup and this bright, vibrant makeup and this just crushed, defeated sadness in her face. It it, it got me emotional watching it. Yeah. It's it, it's just that juxtaposition. She is stunning. And mm-hmm. just it, it's it was like looking at a at a at a painting. She, Robin referred to her as an American girl doll. Yeah, she that. she was dead
1: inside. Yeah. There's yeah, this, yeah, she had no life to her.
0: Yeah. And 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 she she looks like an American girl doll. It, it, stunning shot. The the colors in the background, like everything about that scene, just tore my heart, you know? So good.
1: Yes. Uh another dream. This time it's Serena and Nate hooking up at the Shepherd wedding with Dan watching for pointers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the way the shots are cut, it leads me to believe that Blair is also kind of remembering this, you know, picturing this in her head at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I, I, I'm guessing this was this shot was kind of awkward to shoot because at this time, Penn and Blake were definitely dating at this point.
0: Oh, really? I didn't realize that they I, I don't know any of the. Well, I, it, it's kind of
1: obvious to tell when they're when, like when they're making out, they are actually making
0: out. Oh, that's that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea,
1: and like just watch, watch watch them around like their all their hands are always like on each other, they're uh-huh. like they're clearly a couple. Oh wow, <laughs>
0: that's that's really funny.
1: But then they have to shoot this scene where you know Pen's like standing there watching
0: his girlfriend make out with someone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and which which of course, but it was a hilarious scene. Yeah, and 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 wouldn't that be awkward to imagine that you know yeah. you would feel awkward imagining it. I also the thing that I love about this scene is that you get to see Chase Crawford be funny. Yes. You get to see Chase Crawford mm-hmm. open up and not be serious Nate all the time, but you get to see you, you get to see the deep a little bit, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like like you get to see him him, you know, oh yeah, man, it works every time. Like it's just <laughs> I I love Chase Crawford yeah. in this scene, yeah. which again is that unreliable third person narrator. Like this it, dan it, it's you know your imagination is you projected back on you yeah and it was really chase crawford doing dan humphrey and it was fucking brilliant and it was <laughs> yeah. dead on yeah he was
1: great yes i agree and then so this time dan wakes up to rufus coming into the r- room who sees dan's laptop open to sensual massage rufus gives the same advice as vanessa about changing the sheets
0: yeah um dan hide your business <laughs> you you live in a very small loft <laughs> you're I mean, I mean, he's in his room i mean yeah it's you know i just feel like everything he tries like you know reading the kama sutra the <laughs> but, uh, yeah i guess he just needs to find some he's he's
1: People need to respect his batteries and like knock with That, that is his true.
0: Room. <laughs> I I actually forgot to bring up the Kama Sutra thing that he's reading the Kama yeah. Sutra and how that is such a Dan Humphrey like wow, I need to know how to do this thing. What should I do? Read some books about it. <laughs> 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 I need to do research before I can enact this. It's so Dan Humphrey. I love it.
1: Yes. Uh, Vanessa and Jenny are talking about Blair and Nate, but also ostensibly about Rufus and Allison.
0: I want to I actually um, turn back real quick to the, to the conversation with Rufus and Dan, that here we do have good Rufus parenting. Yeah. And, and the whole, like, do, do we need to have that talk? No. And R- Rufus essentially gives the advice I've always given to my children. Be safe, be respectful it's it's those two things respect yourself respect your your yeah. partner respect your boundaries be safe for you be safe for your partner you know it, it's all about those two things mm-hmm. and rufus really brings that home it's yeah. really be safe and you know remember be to take sure both of you are ready to do what you're gonna do yeah I- exactly it was it was really good parenting and and laying it down with the football sheets and cedric it yeah. was <laughs> it, you know yeah. Bringing it on home with like, but also yeah, being the cool dad. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Also being the cool dad. Um, so that was actually like the first time Rufus actually came through with some good parenting in this episode. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So and yeah, then we
0: were we had just gone on to yeah the
1: Vanessa and Jenny uh, oh, right. talking about Blair and Nate and but
0: also ostensibly Rufus and Lily. Yeah, yeah, and and Jenny kind of having that like. Spark, you see that Jenny A- and Jenny, after what happened to her in the past couple of days, you can imagine she needs her mom right now. Yeah, the men have just fucking abandoned her. Yeah, she has no other women in her life, and yeah, and she has no positive, no, no women in her life at all. Yeah, yeah,
1: except for now Vanessa, I guess. Which, yeah,
0: is... Vanessa and sort of Blair, who just told her she's cut off, yeah. mm-hmm. which I which knowing Blair. And knowing Jenny, I can't imagine that is a for good cutoff because I can imagine Blair seeing value in Jenny later on. But for for now, that she's cut off. Yeah. Um, back at the dinner
1: party, the captain is showing all the classic signs of excessive coke use. <laughs>
0: it's like, let's go through a checklist of you know stereotypical he's, he's, sniffs, like all, <laughs> constantly sniffing, like, manic, can't stay, you know, <laughs> running a mile a minute. Give her yeah. the ring. Just give her the goddamn yeah. ring.
1: <laughs> Let her try it on.
0: Let her try it on. <laughs> Yes. Claps yeah. his hands. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Way to go, Captain. He Great was, acting. You are you are on
1: coke, Captain. <laughs> uh, yes. And then <clears throat> at Vitroa, Chuck is joined by his father and the young woman from before. Apparently, it was Chuck was wrong about the relationship.
0: Yeah. Um. Was, and they were actually talking business. Yeah. And here, ba- Bart Bass shows up, and he's coming through. Yeah. You know, he's. Hey, I'm gonna. This is actually a person who works. She she wants to be in finance. She wants to work her way up. She. What is it? I'm tired of writing stories about titans, and I want to be one. Um, is, is this it, a new recurring character we're meeting here? I uh, no, she's one and done. <laughs> is the Vitrola a new setting? Uh, no. Oh, are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> um,
1: but uh, so. I know we're, we're definitely giving Ch- Chuck some rightful props in this episode, but I, I, I will not take a chance to, to knock him down a little bit here. Uh, so, you know, Chuck clearly did not tell Lily about
0: Bart because it was the right thing to do. He was just telling him out of revenge. Oh, yeah, it was spiteful.
1: Yes. Was oh, yeah. Clearly spite. So. Yeah,
0: he was mad. He was <laughs> mad and spiteful. And at the same time, Chuck reported what he saw. Right. Like, yes, it was spiteful. He didn't say I saw my dad making out with somebody. He said, I saw him pawing some -hmm. I saw him pawing at someone earlier on today. He didn't say any lies. You know? Yes. I
1: I get the feeling, though, that Barpass is just the kind of guy that does that to pretty much every woman he
0: meets. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. He's Governor Cuomo yeah <laughs> yeah i i absolutely agree i i'm sure there are many women in his employ who have had a very uncomfortable long hug or kiss on the side of kiss on the cheek that's all, a little too going close back
1: to the second episode we both we know that both bart and chuck slept with the the statue woman. yeah
0: st- slept with the statue yeah yeah Um. Uh, yes
1: the basses are classy. Keeping it classy. Keep it. Yeah, the fa-
0: the, keep it in the family. Classy basses.
1: <laughs> um, uh, da, 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 uh, uh,
0: but Bart does come through here. Bart, yeah. Bart does yes. <clears throat> come through. He does. Uh, yeah. And and and
1: yes, yeah, so we set up the vitrola You know, it looks like the this is going to be a business opportunity. For yeah, sure.
0: it, it's such a great. It, so much could take place in this location. I, I
1: think it's it's definitely mentioned a few times, but I don't think they actually ever come back to this location.
0: It's such a missed opportunity. Because,
1: but... I mean, it's not a set. It is an actual location. Oh, it is?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and so then you have to like, and that rent it of,
1: out. One of the great things about Gossip Girl is they, they do like shoot like, all these like, weird little tiny bars
0: and stuff you know, around that end. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I get that.
1: Um, so yeah, you can't. Is, all, the you vic, can't all...
0: is it actually the Victrola? Is or I is am
1: it... not sure about that. Okay, I'm not enough sure because I love that Victrola. Like yeah. I said. Um. So uh, outside the Waldorf Penthouse, Nate confronts his father, whose response is to knock Nate to the ground. Luckily, the cops are right there. Nate tips them off to the ch- to check the captain's pockets. Then Nate bribes the doorman to keep quiet. However, Blair spots everything through
0: the window. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Captain decking his son in the middle of the street. Not a good look. But like, and and I love Nate just like, yeah, check his pockets. Like, Nate, Nate But the,
1: But that also still covers it up at the same time. It's just weird. Um,
0: he covers it up to the people upstairs. You know, he doesn't want to blow he doesn't want to blow the the deal. He doesn't want to do that, but he wants his dad to get the like like it's not gonna come out. But like he Well, no, I I like he he mentions like don't
1: like talk to any reporters or anything, I think he says.
0: Oh, I thought he said if anyone asks yeah my father like, went home. But like
1: I, sick. I, I, I was like impl- I thought that was like you know, I, like yes, so he doesn't want to get get out. He, he yeah, thinks he's yeah. gonna he get arrested, but no one will find out because it's just drugs, you know. Right. He'll be, he'll well, be yeah. bail. yeah, because he's, no he's convinced
0: we'll just go and pay my dad's bail, yeah. which we find out later. He just needs to te- teach him a little lesson. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Go on timeout, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: you're, you're on coke timeout.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, uh, the, the Chuck and Bart argue about Lily, but Bart will continue with the plans for the Vitrola
0: yeah um chuck said and chuck's defense is great like i don't see how any of this is my fault yeah you know like like if she believed me there's a reason and and bart was like god damn and he kind of and then he's like i'm gonna go fix this like i
1: i'll I'll fix this yeah not a a big deal yeah
0: (laughs) but but like you know i i really liked that bart also showed that self-awareness of like yeah, I'm pissed that my kid opened up his mouth, but he's right. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to go fix this. And because he because he his demeanor changes before he leaves. He goes from being angry to. All right, I'm going to go fix this, yeah. you know.
1: And then we get Blair confronts Nate about his father. Then Blair reveals that she knows about the max masquerade miss mix up. They break up again. Is this the end for Nair?
0: Blair fucking owns this scene. When she's when she first of all she doesn't cry. She she just looks him dead in the eye, and then she says the one of my favorite lines we've come across so far. So far, when she says, "Uh, go. He needs you. I don't." and gets into the car boom like good job good job blair
1: go blair uh yep and then so dan surprises serena with a romantic candlelit bedroom now it appears that serena is the one overwhelmed by the moments
0: yeah and, and they're and here they actually come together and talk about it mm-hmm. and and it really is a very healthy interaction between them. I, I, I actually really yeah. loved that. So well,
1: yeah, she's she's had sex before, but she's never really cared about the people she's had sex with.
0: yeah and 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 more importantly, the people that she's had sex with never really showed that they cared about her. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. they, they never they never looked at her that way,, yeah. as she said.
1: And then we get Blair shows up at the Vitrola in Nate's place. The music is playing, and we quickly realize we are back to the opening scene.
0: <laughs> Robin turned to me and goes, Imagine you're booked to play a show, <laughs> and you're up there singing. And someone just walks up there and starts taking off their clothes and singing right alongside you. I'm like, yeah, I'd kick them the fuck off this stage. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> like they have an act they're performing, and you're just gonna go up there. I mean, granted, the the the. I mean, you... it was a
1: burlesque show, and she just yeah. kind of joined in. Yeah, it her. was. <laughs> and yeah, who's he, gonna turn down Leighton Meester? You yeah, know, she's gonna. Get yeah, it. yeah. I mean, I'm and not that saying... Valentino yeah. slip dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so yeah we get that scene uh, and that is the end of act three um we move into the epilogue uh rufus is cleaning cobwebs at the gallery when lily shows up bottle in hand
0: yeah yeah and first of all so for one rufus you don't need to be a dick but also lily what are you doing what are you doing And we know what you're doing yeah
1: but i he, he was irritated but like he quickly uh got unirritated yeah well and he's like oh wait this is
0: (laughs) 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 yes uh yes
1: revenge and just you know getting back with the with the old flame
0: yeah yeah um Uh, but they didn't leave off did they leave off with that being ambiguous uh, no, they they do we see we see another scene with them. Okay, that's what I thought.
1: Yeah. Um they they're in the final model, uh, montage, yes. Um, okay. But we get back at the loft, Dan and Serena are uh building up to the moment. However, Serena, although not a virgin, reveals she has never had sex while in love. They both decide they are in no rush. And they just
0: kinda end the episode cuddling. Yeah. 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 I, I thought that was beautiful. And yeah, yeah great. And yeah. And real. You know, that kind of, that that kind of thing happens and it's real. And especially at that age when you're not sure. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a real healthy thing for people watching this show to see, you know? And then at, um... there's, there's also a lot of that internalized misogyny in this scene too, with you, you see in Serena with her being like, you know, I, you uh, Dan says, "Wait, you've never." She goes, "No, I wish," and it's like, sh- "Why do you wish?" Like, you're yeah. you're taught that this is supposed to be something, you know. But you know, yeah, own what you own your life, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, but back at Nate's house, it turns out the captain is in deeper trouble than just a bag of cocaine
0: yeah um embezzlement his bail set at a million dollars i do feel like Anne is a little shocked about the additional charges um
1: yeah i don't think she knew about that
0: yeah i don't think she knew that she w- he was under investigation yeah. i think that but that, she did know it was his code yeah i think at this point we realize like she was thinking it was just going to be a simple go down bail him out thing too
1: of course oc fans watching this back in 2007 were probably immediately familiar with this storyline because it's basically the same storyline as jimmy cooper
0: yeah you. yeah i remember us talking about that off air yeah at one point
1: um and then we end the episode with a montage uh set to some 41s with me uh, we get first we see Lily and Rufus lying on the floor of the gallery, looking up at the art installation on the ceiling. Then we see Jenny knocking on her mother's door. She um, says so she's going to see mom. Then we see a shot of Dan and Serena cuddling in bed, super cute. And then, of course, the music kicks up, and we see in the limo uh, Blair and Chuck cooking up, and
0: and, and Blair, Chuck Blair finally loses her virginity, and Chuck. Oh, a couple things about that. Actually, there's something that I that I missed in an earlier scene, which was when when she got up on stage. She asked Chuck to watch her drink, which to me, the last person (laughs) I would want watching my drink. Although, once again, with Blair, she trusts Chuck. She knows that Chuck's not going to cross that boundary with her. And he does ask consent. Very clearly. Very I actually clearly. have that note as well, that Chuck Bass asked for consent, exclamation point, <laughs> yes. in my notes. Yes, yeah, so that, that was definitely a very clear writing choice. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it, it was. And, and, but it was also, <clears throat> it, it, again, it, that, that glow up, it's the Chuck glow up, and it mm. was the, but it showed so many other things. Right. We talked earlier in the episode about the mutual respect that he has for Blair. He sees Blair as an equal. You know, he doesn't see her as a conquest. He doesn't see her as as an object the way he has so many other women. He sees her as an equal. And there's that notion of has Chuck always had a thing for Blair? He's always flirting with her. But yeah. not the way that he flirts with anybody else. Yeah, you know, it's always there is always a level of yeah. innuendo, but it's not as predatory as it is with it, everyone else. Yeah, it's always,
1: it, it's always it's always almost game, kind of just you know playing a, a game like a playful
0: flirty game. Yeah, so like a normal, yeah. normal closer to normal flirting. It, yeah, exactly. Closer to, and 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 and, and even could be considered normal flirting among certain friends. You know, I definitely have my friends that I would have been able to talk to that way, you know? Mm-hmm. um. But he always has shown respect and maybe has he always been in love with Blair? Has that been there underneath? And we just have, you know, and I hadn't been paying much attention to it.
1: And uh, you know if, if we are keeping track, that is, I think the last diversion in uh Upper East Side
0: is, is now gone.
1: Dan, no, he's not in Upper East
0: Side. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. So you got you got, you
1: got Dan and Jenny and possibly Vanessa. We don't know Eric if yeah, he can. We don't. We don't. We don't know. Okay. Yeah, he, he he could possibly be. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> maybe who knows? Um. And then so the next episode uh is called 17 Candles. Any predictions?
0: Uh well, I'm guessing a birthday party. I'm guessing it's a spin-off of the 1980s John Hughes classic 16 Candles.
1: Yeah. So uh yeah, the max episode preview reads uh Blair puts on a happy face for her 17th birthday party.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. And yeah. do
1: we want to take a break before we go into segments? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. And we are back for some segments. We got a new segment this week. Uh, we're going to talk about this week in fandom. So I've been going back and uh, reading the message boards on from the now defunct Television Without Pity. I don't know if you were familiar with that website at all. No, never heard of it. So it started out as like a Dawson's Creek recap uh site uh but then you know they start recapping other shows and they were very funny you know obviously with the name television without pity they were pretty merciless on, on yeah show. yeah uh but then there was there was message boards and the reason why they're good ones to go look back is they were very strict about their like uh episode threads it's like like they would lock them and like delete anything that was like off topic at all so, oh, so nice. I've been going back and just kind of like reading them to kind of see the, re, the re, live reactions to the fans. Um, so this week we had definitely a lot of a lot of talk about Chuck and Blair's amazing chemistry. Yeah. Um, almost universal hatred of Vanessa. Check. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a few Chuck boys are starting to pop up. Are, are you a Chuck boy yet? No, I'm not, no, not actually not a Chuck boy. No. And yes, uh, Leighton Meester getting a lot of acting praise. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah definitely agree with pretty much everything there except for the the chuck boy yeah Um, and
0: you know what i think my son when when he was watching it he was saying like you know wait until later wait until later you're going to change your opinions on some characters um and has he seen the whole thing already He's. i think he's seen through season three partway through season three Okay. we should have him on as a guest all right (laughs) yeah if if he's interested that's fine he might be he might be that'd be funny
1: um all right, and then so we will go on to episode grades. Uh, so this is a odd number, so you go first this week.
0: Um, Yeah, I felt like all in all, the episode was an A for me. I really enjoyed the, I thought the acting was really good, especially with the powerhouse scene re- between Jenny and Leighton, and Leighton Easter, like that, that scene is so brilliant. I, I thought that aside from not finding it a very fashionable episode as opposed to other ones, I found it to be um a good episode. I I, I enjoyed it. I gave it an A. Yes,
1: uh I, I yeah. Um I i agree completely. It was definitely an an A episode. Um I thought the writing uh might have been the best writing of the series. We had the uh the unreliable re- narrator usage twice um, we also had the medias ras the beginning so yeah the writing was good you got great acting all around you had uh you know, taylor and layton scene is, was probably the highlight of the episode mm-hmm. but also you, you got to see a little bit of chase crawford's comedy um and you know Penn was his usual funny you know self yeah it, it, his writing is very uneven throughout the series, but he, he's also, I think, on the same level as Taylor and Layton. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he d- doesn't get as gr- good a story as storylines uh, as Layton or or Jenny Blair or even Chuck. Uh, Chuck is going to start getting a lot of good storylines coming going forward. Oh, okay. As we already saw, you know, you get the sympathy with the dad stuff.
0: Yeah, and and it's funny because Bart Bart is just not the terrible parent that all of the other parents are yet. He raised Chuck <laughs> like, which again, of, of course, if we're, I mean,
1: he's pretty bad. He, he, he is very cold and he is, I, I guess all, all, all he really gives Chuck is money.
0: Oh, that, that's, that's fair. The, that's
1: the only thing he gives him. He gives he. Yes, he, he he has a, a very nice place to live he never wants for anything but there's zero emotional support
0: yeah yeah I could see that I could see and that. zero
1: probably zero parenting in general other than you know telling him not to drink before noon.
0: yeah yeah that's fair too yeah
1: so speaking of uh parenting uh moving on to stockwatch uh who do you have going up this week
0: okay so so I thought Nate was gonna tank. From the start of this episode, but I feel like he creeped up this episode. I felt like Nate went up because he turned his dad in. He uh, he stood up to his mom, like like he kept you know. Yes, he kept losing those battles, but Nate himself, he's working towards something, and he's actually put in a little bit of the fight. He turned his
1: dad in, but it was just turning his dad
0: in. Remember we talked about you? he put his dad on timeout. My God, yeah, and he also lost Blair. Yeah, Nate I Nate didn't go up, did he? I felt like Nate was gonna go up this episode because it, you li- he you felt like, like Nate. it because I like Nate, but it really didn't, did it? No. No, it didn't. Anyone go up? <clears throat> I mean, Chuck. Chuck went up. Actually, Chuck really went up. Like So for for
1: me, I got Chuck. He, you know, that he got the good storylines, very sympathetic storylines. Mm-hmm. Learn how to ask for consent yeah yeah a plus bare minimum there um then we got also uh dan and serena both you know they they had a great episode i thought they were very cute yeah yeah they talked they communicated and they
0: they ended up you know having their nice little cuddle session yeah And, and you know it's funny because i i feel like there was so much stock dropping in this that uh
1: so yeah, I think that's it for. Uh, I I will also give Blair a stock up. She uh, she was sad, but she 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 became at the by the end of the episode. She she, she had took her moment control. with eight, She took control, and she 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 lost to Virginia, which what, what that's what she's been wanting to do since the pilot since, episode. Since pilot, yeah,
0: and and she's been wanting to do that since the pilot. And there's also that question of, are are there feelings there that were just untapped to begin with between they've had yeah. such a flirty relationship oh, yeah. already um, that, that I can see Blair going up. That, that one's tough for me, for me, Dan and Serena. Definitely. Yeah. I could see them going up and I didn't really pay him enough attention to that. Originally, but I felt, yes, Dan and Serena went up. I think I was really focused on everyone who went down this week, which go ahead and get into it. Yeah. Vanessa. What, what the fuck Vanessa? Like everything, but every scene with Vanessa was cringe. Every scene with Vanessa just was like, this is not the fun person from last week that I really enjoyed. I, I find her to be creepy and annoying in this episode stock dropped Rufus's stock dropped um Rufus's dogecoin just slipping through his fingers with, with 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 that episode you know has has a great parenting moment with Dan but just shits the bed with Jenny shits the bed with letting his business out there for the kids um lying about it all of that stuff Rufus Tanks Captain Tanks and Tanks Lily I Lily kind of goes up a little Lily kind of owns her shit she can shows that she can actually be a parent even if it's not to her kid <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah. I'm not going to give it to her though too little too little for for it to actually go up but yeah I just felt like across the board Stock was yeah just... yeah stock yeah it, it for, was... for me
1: we got yeah Rufus obviously bad parenting taking out his anger out on his kids taking his anger out on Lily initially uh being a bad parent to Jenny um and we also have Nate stock down for me because he was yeah just a, he, you're he was, right on that I, the, I had him going the, up the, for the, standing the,
0: up to the captain but, but the begin
1: the beginning of the episode was so bad and even that standing up to the captain was just you know yeah spiteful well but yeah and but the beginning of the episode with with jenny and trying yeah. to bribe this this younger girl Jeez. uh yeah just so scummy and then immediate the media pivot yeah,
0: yeah. definitely yeah.
1: definitely uh his father's son in that moment yeah he- um anyone else go down so we got so we got rufus we got him. um lily was kind of net even um Allison going down off screen because we just found out she's cheating.
0: Um, we'll confirm that she's cheating. Yeah. And also, you know, you have Jenny in the end when she's like, mom, it's time to come home. And now it's like, wow, where does that yeah. where does that go? Yeah. You know? And
1: of course, obviously,
0: Vanessa, because she is the
1: worst and everyone hates her for a reason
0: man i the, the
1: writers just do her dirty.
0: I really thought when she came on, I was like, Wow, why are people giving her such- why are there these haters and damn is she terrible? At they this set episode. her
1: up for failure. They I, did it's like I Dan and Serena are obviously was the, were the plan like main couple of the series from you know before they started, and they just bring in this interloper who's obviously just gonna be
0: hated by the fans, yeah yeah she yeah she was done dirty yeah and yeah and the, her writing was was awful like for all of the different the, the writing for everybody else in the episode yeah. was even the people whose stock went down was good writing yeah. yeah she was just she was just the worst yeah <laughs> just the like, worst like the worst possible thing she could do she did it
1: yeah in every situation yeah creeper um so that, that is our stock watch. Uh. Who did you have for best outfit?
0: Um I I'll be honest, I struggled this episode and I even went back uh, uh after watching it again last night because I'll I'll watch I watch a second time take more thorough notes. Last night I even went back again and just started flipping through cuz th- the most memorable outfit obviously is Blair's is Blair's outfit. But I didn't love it. I didn't love that dress. I loved the look. I loved that American doll look that she had. But I think that the thing that I liked the most was Chuck's suit when he was trying to propose the idea to, to Bart. Yeah. Like that, that we're, we're
1: uh, right in the, uh, the same wheelhouse. Cause I, I picked the same suit uh, and it was actually kind of similar to what I wore for uh, uh, new year's Eve. Oh, awesome! I I, but I did I did not have the pinstripes. I was just a gray tick suit with a purple shirt and a I I had the I had a silver bow tie instead of a, a regular tie.
0: Yeah, and 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 Chuck rocks the bow ties. I mean, later yes. in the yeah. episode, he has the bow tie and that what...
1: and purple is also his color. Yeah, yeah, he, Chuck he, he is definitely into the, the royal purple.
0: Yeah, and and he and he and he kills it, and and it's kind of easy to pick Chuck because he is just so well dressed in pretty much every scene yeah. um
1: it, 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 except it, for the ath- athletic ones
0: right right
1: uh yeah he can't, he can't quite knock down the uh, athletic wear yeah <laughs> um anyways uh, so that is it for the segments uh
0: do you have anything to plug um at this moment i don't think so uh i think that this is february right by yep. this time, this is out. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything other than my my socials and whatnot going on at this moment. Which are? Which are. You can find me on Instagram, steve.marshan. That's M A R C H I O N. You can also find me at Steve the Weed Wizard on TikTok. Uh, and yeah, those are. And you can find me on Spotify as well, Steve Marshan. Spotify, Apple music, Amazon, iHeart, wherever you can find this podcast, you can also find my music. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Um, so I actually uh, saw a new show, uh, recently, uh, that I enjoyed. It was called, uh, Fleischman is in trouble. Um, oh, that's a phenomenal show. Yeah, so, uh, I love on that Disney plus and Hulu. Um, yes. With uh starring Jesse Eisenberg and Claire Danes. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Adam Brody and, uh, What's the What's, one, the woman's name? Uh, Lizzie so, Kaplan as the yeah. best friends. Uh, yeah. So and uh, yeah, of course, uh, Adam Brody from the OC. So you know, probably some crossover with our audience.
0: Yeah, and also, um, from uh, How I Met Your Mother, right? Um, Is he in that? It, what, what isn't that the husband? Isn't that her husband? Who's husband? Um, the best friend, Robin. Yeah, who's her husband in in the show? Barney. No, 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 the, the, in, in Fleischman's in trouble. Uh, it's not Barney. I'm talking about the, the main guy in, um, I can't think of his name. Jesse Eisenberg. No, no. The main guy in how I met your mother. Isn't he the uh, husband of, of the Lizzie best Kaplan. friend? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's where I was going with it. That yes, he's... Uh, Josh Radner, Josh Radner. That's it. Yes. Cause he was also, he, he starred in that show about the musical, the, the high school putting on a musical um anyway now you can follow us
1: on instagram and tiktok at non-judging breakfast pod you can also follow us on twitter at njb pod um and also you can uh, find us on facebook we have a community there so you can take a seat at the uh, non-judging breakfast table Uh, just search for us at non-judging breakfast pod and what else steve
0: Please uh, go ahead and like and upvote and follow us and subscribe wherever you get our podcasts because it really helps our discoverability.
1: Yeah, definitely uh, leave us some reviews. We want
0: to we 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 get some reviews. <laughs> yeah, talk to us. Uh, and, and also send us emails. Tell us how we're doing.
1: Yes, pod at gmail.com. Nice. So we will be back in two weeks to talk about Season 1, Episode 8, 17 Candles.
0: Yeah, uh, which I'm assuming is a play on the John Hughes classic. Sixteen. You can get into that next week. Yeah. Um, yep.
1: Yeah. Until next time. You know you love us. XOXO.